So once again, it's Friday night. You're tuned in to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. Hopefully you're out of work and you're getting ready to start your weekend off. And this week we're going to start the show and your weekend with a song by the Hollies, and this is uh, Long Cool Woman. Got one rule on this show, you need a loud stereo, so you might want to kick it up right about now. with a song called Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress. It's a good way to start the weekend off, I'd say. 
especially seeing how today is Friday the 13th. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Kind of appropriate for being Friday the 13th. We got the coronavirus, right? We got Mr. Weinstein sentenced to 23 years in prison. That's pretty much life for him, isn't it? What do we got going on in New Hampshire? Uh, They voted to eliminate child marriages. Used to be you could get married when you were 13 years old. Then they bumped it up to 16 years old. And now it's 18 years old. Which is way it should be and have always should have been. But you know, folks, we got a lot of cultures coming into the United States of America. And they believe in child brides. Eight years old. That's insane, huh? You got these old guys that are like 70 years old or so marrying these childhood brides who are like eight years old or younger. And I saw this article on Facebook and it said, you know, it showed an old Muslim guy about 70 some odd years old and this girl who was probably about eight years old. And it said, you don't have to marry these childhood brides anymore. Now you can rent them for a three-hour honeymoon. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Facebook even posting something like that? And I said, basically, we don't need these SOBs here in the United States of America. And I got thrown off of Facebook for 30 days. Can you imagine that? I think what I'm going to start doing from now on is I'm going to be back on Facebook in about two days. And I think from now on, I'm going to be reporting these articles to Facebook saying, how dare you let these articles be posted on Facebook? Because when you post so many of them, things start to become normal in society. So you would think, but not In my pretty little head, no, sir. I will speak up till my last dying breath against pedophiles, childhood marriages, women that have no rights in other cultures, people that are slaves to this very day, Friday the 13th, the year 2020, all around the world. And nobody's doing nothing about it. But myself, folks, I'll keep speaking on, saying my piece, hopefully encouraging other people to do the same, because what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. So we're going to get into a lot of stuff like that today. Had an earthquake the other day, New York, under the city of Glen Falls, 3.1 magnitude. We'll get to that. The days are getting longer. We turned the clocks ahead last weekend. Days are definitely getting warmer. No longer seeing snow, but now we're seeing rain, which is good because that's going to turn the grass green. But I want to remind people, it says right here, Vermont is reminding fishing anglers to remove their ice shanties. The Vermont Department of Fish and Wildlife is reminding anglers that their ice fishing shanties must be removed from the state's lakes and ponds before the ice weakens. Just keep in mind that at all times, 
regardless of the weather in the wintertime. They always discourage anyone from driving their vehicle out onto the ice because what you might think is 12 inches of ice underneath your vehicle can possibly well be 14 inches of ice. But 10 feet further, it could be 6 inches of ice or 3 inches of ice. And all of a sudden, there goes your vehicle right through the ice. And uh, the consequences most of the time aren't pretty, folks. So just keep in mind that even if you have your ice fishing shanties out on the lake on the ice, they're pretty heavy, some of these shanties. Not to mention the people that are in them and all the gear and the alcohol. Because from what I've always remembered about ice fishing, and I haven't been in a while, I do remember that there's usually a little bit of alcohol involved. Maybe a little bit of brandy to keep you warm while you're out there. Just mainly for medicinal purposes, right? Everything in moderation, folks. So... The state law says shanties must be removed before the ice becomes unsafe or loses its ability to support the shanty out of the water or before the last Sunday in March. This year, March 29th, whichever comes first. All contents, debris, wood, and supports must also be removed so they do not become a hazard to navigate in the spring. The fine for leaving ice fishing shanties in the ice can be $1,000. So there we have it, folks. Get your ice shanties off of the lake because the weather is warming up and you don't want to end up going through the ice and becoming a fatality because a lot of times when you're in that ice, it's very cold and it can take control of you. And a lot of times you're trying to get your way out of the ice and you can't. They recommend that you have like some spikes in your hands so you can dig them into the ice and pull your way out of the... But well, it doesn't happen very often. So just remember, get your shanties off the lake. Be safe. You'll get a fine also up to $1,000. So, on the other hand, you have this article right here. It says, the very company seeks to sink an old vessel in Lake Champlain. A ferry company that transports passengers and vehicles across Lake Champlain between New York and Vermont wants to see a century-old vessel turn into an underwater reef just off of the Burlington waterfront. The Lake Champlain Transportation Company is hoping to donate the retired ferry Adirondack constructed in 1913 to the state of Vermont so it could become the latest addition to an underwater historic preserve accessible to scuba divers. Well, folks, that's called pollution. You're not supposed to throw a soda can into the lake, but yet they want to dump an entire ferry so scuba divers can go down there and check it out. We live in a green environment nowadays. This doesn't even sound logical. It says the ferry company operations manager, Heather Stewart, called shrinking, I mean sinking the vessel that has carried passengers across Lake Champlain 
since 1954. Bittersweet. Well, you know, folks, I call it pollution myself. Like I said, if you're out on your boat, you throw a beer bottle over the side. You throw a soda can over the side. This article I just read about fishing shanties. They want you to take all of your gear off of the lake with you. Wood, anything that you have out there. Because they don't want it to melt and end up on the bottom of the lake. They see it as pollution. And they should also see sinking a massive ferry in the lake as abuse to the ecosystem. Because over the years I've read all of these articles about toxic rain, pollution, PCPs up into the atmosphere. They did studies and they were saying that certain companies like such as IBM over in Essex was putting PCPs up into the air and they would rain down on Vermont. And when they rained down onto Lake Champlain or the rivers, these PCPs in the rivers and on the lake would end up on the bottom. And they tested the soil throughout Lake Champlain. And they said that the contamination of the lake bottom by just by the way of PCPs is at least six feet deep. They said that you would have to remove the entire lake bottom up to a depth of six feet to remove all the PCPs. But they said just as soon as you touch the soil on the bottom of the lake, it all gets disturbed. So there's no way that you could clean the lake bottom to a six foot depth of the PCPs that pollute it. Now, let's say you've got a multi-ton vehicle ferry and you want to dump it into the bottom of Lake Champlain off of the breakwater. Now, when that thing sinks, it's going to stir up a lot of the PCPs and all the other pollutions, the acid rain and all the other pollutants. It's going to stir it all up. And it's probably going to end up in our intake system of our water plant. And therefore, we could all be drinking PCPs in our water for God only knows how long. Think about it, folks. That's just logical. I'm not making this stuff up. It's just logic. You disturb the lake bottom by sinking a multi-ton vehicle ferry. How long is it going to be stirred up for? And every time the currents shift, the boat will be unsettled. It could be rocking down there, stirring up continuous pollution on a daily basis, which, as I said, will end up in our drinking water. People will be swimming in it. I don't think it's a good thing, folks. Not good at all. And I don't know, 
at what point the EPA is going to step in and make a decision on this because it is pollution. As I said, you cannot dump a beer bottle over the side of your boat or a soda can. It's pollution. And everybody should see it as this way. So we're going to go to a song here and then we'll switch gears when we come back. This one here is by Huey uh, Lewis in the News and it's called The Heart and Soul.
that was Huey Lewis in the News with a song called Heart and Soul. I don't know if you saw him on TV a while back, but uh, it was talking about how he's lost his ability to sing. He hasn't really gone deaf or anything, but he's developed like a tin ear. So now when he plays music, he doesn't know if he's singing on key or not, which is kind of odd. But him and his band, they get back in the studio once in a while and they try it and he just can't seem to get it together and his hearing, I guess, will never improve to the point where he can like hear himself singing. So that's too bad because I've always liked you Lewis in the news. So where do we go from here? Let's see. This article, this is an old one. I saw it the other day and I brought back some memories. And it says a New Hampshire man was imprisoned for a standoff with the feds and he's fighting resentencing. So a man awaiting resentencing for an armed standoff with U.S. Marshals who surrounded his fortress-like home in the year 2007. Remember him? He was a dentist. Didn't want to pay his taxes. So he uh, locked himself up in his home with his wife and he refused to come out and he refused to pay his taxes. So what happened was eventually he got to come out of the house. And when he did, they arrested him. Took quite a while, but they arrested him and they were sitting there waiting for him and he was in one prison and his wife was in the other and I guess she's uh, seeking a divorce now. But his name was uh, Edward Brown. He was sentenced to 37 years in prison after the standoff at his property in Plainfield, New Hampshire. His wife received a 35-year sentence, but a judge decided in January that she could be released after serving over 12 years in prison. And she's seeking a divorce. Prosecutors recommended that Brown, who served about the same time, 12 years in prison, be resentenced to a term of 30 years to life in prison. His hearing is scheduled for March 24th. Now, it says that his wife spent 12 years in prison just like he did, and she was released early. But they want to resentence him to 30 years to life. Doesn't say why. I mean, it doesn't say that they want to resentence his wife, just him additional 30 years to life. So these people out there that say, well, you know, it's uh, unconstitutional to pay taxes and uh, according to the Constitution, you don't have to pay taxes, blah, 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 blah. Regardless of who you are, who you think you are, the government does not care. And when they want their taxes, they will come get it from you whether you owe them a penny or a million dollars, and they will get you, unless your name is Al Sharpton. Because according to people, Al Sharpton owes about $4 million plus in back taxes. And he's never been prosecuted, and he's never been arrested. And he never spent a day in jail. So figure that one out. If they did try to prosecute him, you know they would be called racist because that's what Al Sharpton's known for. Calling people a racist 
getting away with murder. So maybe we should switch over to uh, his buddy, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced to 23 years in prison after he pleaded for mercy in the landmark hashtag MeToo rape case. 23 years in prison. That's pretty much life for him. His accuser said his punishment was long overdue. Harvey Weinstein was convicted last month of raping a woman in a New York City hotel room in the year 2013 and forcibly performing oral sex on another woman at his apartment in the year 2006. He faced a maximum of 29 years in prison. Both women that Weinstein was convicted of assaulting spoke in court this past Wednesday before Judge James Burke announced the sentence. One of the women said she believed Weinstein would have continued assaulting women again and again and again if he wasn't convicted. And she's most likely right. That's why they call them habitual sex offenders. Weinstein, who chose not to testify during his trial, broke his courtroom silence during the past Wednesday hearing, saying he felt remorse for this situation. Like that means anything, right? Huh? The devil apologizing? Nah. Just go to jail and throw away the key. He also said he was confused by the rape case, telling the court that men facing allegations in the hashtag MeToo movement are being accused of things that none of us understood. One of Weinstein's lawyers called him a broken down man. Well, you know, folks, I wouldn't call that a man at all. And thank God that he's finally behind bars. A lot of these people think because they're rich and powerful, they can buy their way out of situations like this. You know, take Bill Cosby, for instance. Maybe they can be roommates. But you know, Bill Cosby, he wasn't an ugly man. And he was famous, and he was rich, and he was funny. Seemed like he had the world by the tail. Right? And I'm sure he had his share of groupies. Woman that would willingly date him and sleep with him and whatever. It's a reality. But for what reason would Bill Cosby have to knock these women out with drugs? He would slip something in their drink. And they would be knocked out. And then he would take advantage of them. You know, in a world that we live in now, folks, where there's about a billion genders, where it seems like anything goes, to some people, not me, I'm just an old-fashioned guy, right? But they say there's somebody for everybody out there. And being rich and famous and funny and educated and not a bad-looking guy. You think Bill Cosby could have found a lot of women 
to share a relationship with, to have sexual relationship with. But there's something about Bill Cosby that he had to slip these women drugs into their drinks and knock them out. And God only knows what he did after that. But God only knows that someday Mr. Bill Cosby is going to be meeting the devil and paying for what he did to these women. Maybe they'll be roommates in jail. Mr. Weinstein, Mr. Cosby, there's a lot of guys like that. Remember CeeLo Green? He was on uh, that show, The Voice. He was one of the judges. You know, he got caught drugging women and raping them. But for some reason, he didn't go to jail. Must have spent a lot of money buying off the lawyers and the judges keep himself out of jail. But one thing for sure is they threw him off that show, The Voice. They no longer associated with him. Someday he'll be uh, meeting his maker also, right? This other article I saw right here about Weinstein says lawyers for Harvey Weinstein say he only deserves five years in prison for his New York City rape conviction after already suffering a historic fall from grace and serious health issues. Can you imagine the audacity of these lawyers listening to these victims and then pleading that he only deserves five years in prison, you know, and he's already suffered a historic fall from grace and serious health issues? Wow. They made the argument in the court papers filed this past Monday in advance of the 67-year-old former mogul sentencing. He was convicted last month on rape and assault charges. His lawyers had contended at trial that any sexual contact was consensual. I don't know, folks. I'm sure some of it was consensual, but I'm sure other incidents were rape. Weird things happen in Hollywood. That's why they call it Holly Weird. And you know, there's a lot of males and females that go to Hollywood in New York City. And these people, a lot of them will sell their soul to the devil to get a part in a commercial or a Broadway play or a movie or a TV sitcom or on and on and on. And we all know that it's a fact. And they've always had this thing in Hollywood called the casting couch. And that's where the person that wants to part in the production, such as a movie, will lay down on that casting couch and do whatever is requested of them. We all know that for a fact. And those days have to stop, folks. That's not right. It's never been right. And just because somebody such as Harvey Weinstein has the power to hire somebody on and be a part of a cast in a movie and make them rich and powerful. 
it's not the right to ask people to do certain things. But it has always happened. And it's happening today as I speak. And I know it's going to happen tomorrow. Because people will just do what they got to do. Like the old saying goes. Where do we go from there? Maybe we'll play another song. Then we'll jump around some more. This song is by Shine Down and it's called If You Only Knew. And uh, once again, you're listening to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. i 
All right, that was Shine Down with a song called If You Only Knew. So, first hour of the show's coming to an end. Time goes by fast here. It's like a blur. Some people think, well, I could have a radio show. They say I could have a show on public access television or whatever. And I used to have one of those too. I used to be on every hour for a week. Live call-in show. And sometimes I would let people take over the show. Just to get a taste of it. And they'd bring several others on with them. And they'd say, well, an hour's not that long. There's like several of us. And we'll get some phone calls. And it'll go by quick. But it's kind of funny because in most of those situations, these people would come on and they would have one topic. Just one topic. Talking about, let's say, acid rain. And they would discuss it and discuss it. And then after about 15 minutes or so, most of the time they had nothing left to say. They would be sitting there looking at the clock like, oh my God, we've got 45 minutes left to go. And they'd be thinking, well, we're going to get some phone calls. Somebody call us. Nobody would call. And you would see them start to go in like panic mode. But I would be sitting at home watching. And I would realize all of this. And I would call them up and stretch it out for about 20 minutes on the phone loosen them all up, get them flowing, talking about other things, and then hang up the phone. And then other people would see that they're more relaxed. And they would start calling, and the hour would go by. But as my mother used to say, you got to have the gift of gab, which I've never had in my entire life until I got older. But sometimes when you're in a situation... You have to face up to reality and realize that you're becoming a public figure. And you have to be comfortable with people. And you'll realize after a while that they're comfortable with you. And it all flows and it's all good. And I encourage people to come down to the radio station and be a part of it. You can join my Louis Live group on Facebook. And that's all about music and nothing else. You can join it and you can play whatever you want on there. You just have to keep it clean. It's a good place to showcase your music. And I've got people from all around the world that do exactly like that. And that's basically, folks, what the Internet is all about is networking, making connections with people, making friends, Showcasing your music. It's all good. It's like I say, go to Facebook and look up the group, Louie Live. Request to join. I'll approve it. Just start showcasing your music. So where do we go from there? Let's get into politics a little bit before we jump into the coronavirus. Because that's all you see all over the media nowadays is coronavirus this, coronavirus that, coronavirus is, it's a pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. And I tell you, I don't know anybody that has it. And even the people that have self-quarantined in their homes, when they talk to them on the news, they say, are you sick? No, they're not. 
why are you quarantining yourself in your home? Because we were told that we might have come in contact with somebody that has the coronavirus. But they don't know who it is. But they all decided in this little town in New Jersey, as for instance, to self-quarantine themselves in their homes for 14 days. And they're like, oh, this is fantastic. We have people bringing things to us. Our mail's getting delivered. And they say, are you sick? No. What about the person that you all supposedly came in contact with? Is that person still sick? And they're like, well, from what we heard, that person is improving and getting better. They don't even say whether it's a male or a female. They say that person. So, you know, I'm cautious, folks, but I'm also skeptical. We'll get into that. On the Democrat presidential candidate side, who's left? You got Gabbard, you got Sanders, and you got Biden. And Gabbard didn't qualify for the last couple of debates to be on the stage. She's still in the race. She's still running for president. But she's not invited to the debates. And people say, well, you know, she's a woman and uh, that's sexism. She should be invited to the debates. Uh, No, folks. The rules are she didn't meet the qualifications. She's not invited. Stinks. Stinks big time. But the Democrats made their rules. She knew it going in. She was okay with it. And people have to be okay with it too. And if you're not, then change the rules and allow people that have their name on the ballot to be invited to all the debates. That's the way it should be. But the only ones left are Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. You know, and after the Super Tuesday, there was the Mini Tuesday, which Joe Biden was referring to as Super Thursday. I don't know what he was referring to the Mini Tuesday as, but maybe it was Mini Thursday. Joe Biden, he's not all there. He's had two aneurysms, two brain surgeries. I posted an article on Instagram, and it was Joe Biden when he was being wheeled into surgery. He said to the surgeon, he said, Doc, what are my chances of coming out of this surgery as a normal person? And the doctor said to him, 50%. Those aren't good odds, folks. Even if he came out at 70%, 75%, 80%, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say that Joe Biden came out of that brain surgery. I don't know if that was the first surgery or the second one. But in either scenario, the doctor says, you're going to come out of the surgery... 50% normal. It's not good, folks. We're talking about a man who is running for the president of the United States of America. The most powerful job in the world. 
And for not one second do I think that Joe Biden, if elected, will be the actual president. Because as we've seen with his predecessor, Barack Obama, now he was a president for four years in the beginning. And they said, well, his plans are going to take a while to take effect. And after four years, they didn't. And they said, well, you know, things take time. So we have to give Obama another chance, reelect him, give him another four years for his policies to kick in. And they did, folks, they did kick in. And this country went right down the toilet. I don't even know how many millions of jobs we lost, how many regulations were slapped on to businesses, making them impossible for businesses to operate in the United States of America. That's why right now we're relying on China. China who produces most everything. And it started when Bill Clinton and his administration created NAFTA and all of the jobs got sucked out of the United States. And now, because of the coronavirus, people are starting to realize that China makes most of our pharmaceuticals. And we're at the mercy of the Chinese who produce our pharmaceuticals. And they've been threatening recently to stop sending us our pharmaceuticals. So you ask yourself, what would happen if they did that? And all of these people that rely on their blood pressure medication from China, what if they couldn't get it? Would they die? Maybe so, if we couldn't get it from anywhere else. What about people that suffer from anxiety and depression? What if all of your medications are made in China and they refuse to ship them to us? You know, it's bad enough that people are on anxiety and depression medications because if that's not bad enough, you read on these bottles that the pills come in and it says may cause suicidal tendencies. Isn't it bad enough that you're depressed and anxious? And now this medicine could cause suicidal tendencies? And on top of that, the Chinese might refuse to send them to us. That would definitely cause a lot of people to be suicidal, wouldn't you think, folks? Maybe this is a lesson to all the people out there who followed Bill Clinton and Barack Obama when Obama said to President Trump, he said, you were going to need a magic wand to bring all of those jobs back to the United States. 
This is Obama telling us that those jobs are never going to come back. These businesses have been screwed over so bad with regulations and whatnot and taxes that they all shipped their jobs out of the United States. And here's Obama confirming it by saying those jobs are never coming back to the United States. Donald Trump would need a magic wand to bring those jobs back. Barack Obama also said to Donald Trump and the world. He said, we should just get used to a flat GDP because that's just the way it is now. Can you imagine thinking that you've been the president of the United States, the 44th president for eight years, and you drove this country so far into the ground, like Bernie Sanders' wife Jane drove Burlington Technical College into the ground and out of business. You're convinced that these jobs are never coming back and the people of the United States should give up all hope, should have no consumer confidence, no faith in the President of the United States of America to bring these jobs back and boost the economy and boost consumer confidence to turn things around. Can you imagine that? Well, you know, folks, President Donald Trump definitely must have a magic wand because all of those jobs are coming back. You know, when asked what he thought about President Obama, Sylvester Stallone didn't have much to say except for he believed that Obama is a Manchurian candidate put into office by the money and power of his Muslim brotherhood. And if you don't believe that, why for eight years was Obama always with Miss Jarrett? She's from the Middle East. Saudi Arabia, I believe. Valerie Jarrett. They call her the puppet master. And Obama was the puppet of his Muslim brotherhood. Manchurian candidate Barack Hussein Obama. He was always out playing golf or basketball hanging out at a baseball game in Cuba, another socialist country who hates the United States of America, just like these other socialist countries. There was a woman at one of the Bernie rallies last week. I believe she questioned Bernie, saying how she's from Venezuela. And he shouldn't be telling people how great socialism is because the
the people over there are literally starving to death because socialism has ruined the country of Venezuela, one of the richest oil countries in the world. They have plenty of oil and plenty of money, but the money is abused by the representatives, just like a lot of representatives in the United States are abusing our tax dollars, folks. And it's got to come to an end. People need to wake up. But, as I said, you can go to Venezuela and look in the streets and you'll see their money is laying all over the streets, in the gutters, because it's worthless. Their economy's crashed. They're eating the animals out of the zoo. And they don't want to report on it. Bernie Sanders doesn't want to talk about it. AOC doesn't want to talk about it. None of the Democrats who believe in socialism want to talk about Venezuela. But like I say, you've seen pictures. This is an idea for somebody. You go over to Venezuela. You pick up all of their paper money off of the street and out of the gutters. And what do you do with it? You have to seek an opportunity, folks, and the time is at hand. Due to the coronavirus, all the stores are being sold out of toilet paper and paper towels. Now, you just invented designer toilet paper, right? <laughs> you go get all that money out of the streets in Venezuela. You bring it back here to the USA where we are now at a shortage of toilet paper and paper towels, right? You could market it as designer toilet paper and paper towels. You could get really rich off of this deal, folks. Just think about it. And you know as well as I do, people will buy it. And I'll be thinking, hey, I've got a Venezuelan money designer toilet paper in my bathroom. Check it out. Use the boudet while you're in there. <laughs> I don't know, folks. Either that or this coronavirus and the shortage of toilet paper is a conspiracy from the Muslims to get us to stop using toilet paper. Because people know that the Muslims don't use toilet paper. Maybe that's what it's all about right there, folks. It's a Muslim conspiracy to get us to assimilate to their culture and stop using toilet paper. And that, folks, right there is why people listen to this show. Because you're not going to hear this kind of stuff over on Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and Howie Carr and MSNBC and CNN and all those other stations. Because, number one, they don't think that far ahead. They don't see things from all directions. They got the blinders on. And when they get the blinders on, all they can see in front of them is the speech written for them by their sponsors. Because these guys are all pitchmen for commercials. You ever listen to like Howie Carr and Rush Limbaugh 
Those guys will talk for five minutes, and then they'll play five minutes worth of commercials. And then when they come back, they're talking about, hey, my friend the other day uh, had his home broken into, and uh, he was asking me what I should do. So then all of a sudden I started recommending this home security system. And that's what it is. So they talk for five minutes, play five minutes worth of commercials, and then they segue into another commercial about home security systems. I don't know, folks. These guys are all worried about their sponsors. So, I was talking about the candidates that are left in the Democrat race on the presidential side. Tulsi Gabbard, Bernie Sanders, and Joe Biden. Now, after a disappointing big Tuesday, Bernie Sanders vows to continue. Bernie Sanders is vowing to continue his presidential campaign after losing four of six primaries on this past Tuesday. Sanders addressed reporters at the Hotel Vermont in Burlington this past Wednesday afternoon, acknowledging that the last night was not a good night from a delegate point of view. He now trails Joe Biden by over 100 votes and has lost 14 of the last 20 states contested. Can you imagine that? He lost 14 of the last 20 states. And he lost them big time too, folks. There are some states where he gained 15% of the vote and Joe Biden gained 85%. Most states, Joe Biden beat him by double plus. Now, anyone else they would demand that they drop out. But not Bernie Sanders. Despite the mounting losses and widening delegate gap, Sanders says he has not given up. He claims Donald Trump is the most dangerous president in modern history of our country. Whenever we ask him, how is that? He doesn't explain. He just turns around the cannons and points them at... The billionaires, the billionaires control all the money in this country, he says. Well, you know, Bernie, you're a multimillionaire yourself. And uh, having been involved in politics for the last 40 years and honeymooning in Russia with your wife, Jane, at the height of the Cold War. How that's even possible, I don't know. But coming back and creating numerous sister cities throughout the USR had to be for a reason. Now, if you were a Republican, they would say that most definitely you created these sister cities throughout the USSR at the height of the Cold War with Russia, right? The evil empire, as they refer to it to this very day, Friday the 13th, the year 2020. Can you imagine that? They refer to Russia as the evil empire to this very day. But back about 40 years ago when Bernie first got into politics, he honeymooned to Russia with his wife, Jean. 
and came back and created numerous sister cities throughout the USSR, as I said. Anybody else, if they were a Republican, they would all jump on the bandwagon and say, well, you know, he must have created those sister cities throughout the USSR so that he could launder money. That's a good vehicle for laundering money. No one's going to check it out. And then when last time Bernie ran for president of the United States, about three or so years ago, he was over meeting with the Pope at the Vatican. Bernie's not a Catholic. He doesn't go to church. Why did he get on a plane and meet with the Pope? Because maybe the Vatican has a great big wall built all around it and it's considered its own little country and they have their own currency and maybe Bernie could hook up with them and launder money. If he was a Republican, that's what they would definitely be saying. So, when Bernie's talking about the billionaires, he could be one himself. We would never know it. A lot of these people, they keep their money in offshore bank accounts. Apple Computers was saying last year, I read the article right here on my show. If you were listening, you may recall, I'm sure you read this article yourself. If you're an informed person, like we should all be, it said that Apple had $250 billion just to play with. Just to play with. Can you imagine that? $250 billion. And they said out of that money, that's not even their money. The money that they invest in and whatnot. That's just pocket change to play with. And they said out of that $250 billion, Apple had only about $20 billion of that money in United States banks. Can you imagine that? All of those phones and computers and whatnot are all made overseas using slave labor. Polluting the heck out of the environment over there because everybody knows China is one of the main polluters on the planet Earth. And so was in India and a lot of other countries. And when they come to these climate meetings, they don't show up because they don't care, folks. They don't want anyone dictating to them in their mind about how they should treat the environment, how they should not be polluting the air and the water and the people. They don't want to hear it and they're not going to. So when I see these dictator politicians right here in the state of Vermont, right here in our old city council in Burlington, Miro Weinberger is one of the people that's really pushing for a carbon tax. Dinky little state like Vermont. We're not even big enough to produce a carbon footprint. We don't really produce anything here in the state of Vermont. We're known as the number one state for nonprofit organizations. Or as I call them, moochers. 
You ever seen a lot of these nonprofit organizations, folks? The people that work there give themselves several weeks off a year vacation. They live in big houses. They have house cleaners. They have people that mow their lawns. Somebody's definitely making a profit there to live in a big house and have a house cleaner and someone to mow your lawn and stuff, wouldn't you think? How is that considered a non-profit organization? In a lot of these states that have carbon credits, as they call them, such as Vermont, because we don't really produce anything and we don't produce any carbon. We don't really pollute anything except for the rivers and the lakes. Which according to articles that I read on this show last year, I guesstimate that Vermont dumped 100 million or so gallons of raw sewage into the rivers, which end up into the lakes, and particularly our largest lake, Lake Champlain. Which I read years ago on public access television that was considered more dead than Lake Erie ever was. Can you imagine that? Years ago, decades, Lake Champlain was considered more dead than Lake Erie ever was. If you were ever watching my show back then, folks, you might recall it. You might have read it yourself because, as I said, a lot of informed people have watched my TV show over the years and listened to me on the radio. So, like I said, these states like Vermont, who don't really create a carbon footprint, but they do have carbon taxes and carbon credits And what they will do is sell these carbon credits to the highest bidders in states that have like coal-fired electricity plants and whatnot. And they will cash in those carbon credits to keep polluting into the environment. And you would think that in the 21st century, with the technology capabilities that we have nowadays, folks, that we could burn coal cleanly. Coal is abundant to the point where it shouldn't really cost anything to use it to create electricity and whatnot. But it's all greed. And greed is what makes the world go round. And if Bernie Sanders was anywhere near the man that he claims he is, he wouldn't have achieved the ability of becoming a multimillionaire as a politician because everybody knows that Bernie Sanders never had a job in his life except for politics. All of these politicians, they get involved and all of a sudden they walk out of office and they're multimillionaires. And just the other day, when they were trying to pass a bill through Congress regarding the coronavirus and giving people financial aid, the Democrats were trying to sneak all of this stuff into the bill regarding the taxpayers paying for abortion. 
You know, this isn't a political situation, folks. This is a so-called pandemic regarding a virus that we don't really know anything about and we're not familiar with. And that's why people are scared to death. And that's why they're going around the stores thinking, I'm going to be quarantined in my home for 14 days and I better buy all the toilet paper and the water and the paper towels that I can. And the hand sanitizing. It's ridiculous. People are all hyped up. They're scared. And a lot of it is political. And taking advantage of a situation like this, the Democrats such as Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are trying to slip things into the bill. So the taxpayers' money is abused once again by paying for abortions. President said, no can do. The president's got some people keeping an eye on Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And they're not going to get away with forcing the taxpayers to pay for things like abortion. Myself, personally, I'm more than happy to pay for sex education. I'm willing to pay for different forms of contraceptions. I'm more than happy to help pay for adoption. Because there's a lot of people out there that would love to have a baby, but can't. And they can't afford to adopt a baby either because it's expensive. You have to hire all these lawyers and go through all this red government tape and everything else. And you know, folks, abortion is not a form of birth control. People say, well, you know, Louie, so-and-so got raped and they shouldn't have to raise a child because of a rape. Well, they don't, folks. You know they don't. You go to your doctors or you go to Planned Parenthood. They probably even give them out in school. It's called the morning after pill. You eat that like a vitamin. Causes your menstrual cycle to kick in. You have your period, but you don't have an abortion. You don't wait six months down the road and say, oh, I decided I don't want to have this baby. I guess I'll have an abortion. Or as Mike Bloomberg, former presidential candidate who spent six, several hundred million dollars trying to buy the election. If you're Mike Bloomberg, you just say, kill it, right? That's what he said to one of his employees or told him that she was pregnant. He says, just kill it. Only an evil person would think that, folks. You don't just kill an innocent little baby. The most, one of the most innocent things on this planet that God ever created. No, abortion is not a form of birth control. I'd just like to make that perfectly clear. Don't make this coronavirus political. And don't try slipping things like paying for abortion into a bill that is going to be passed by the House and the Senate and signed by the President to benefit people in this coronavirus situation.
So Bernie Sanders is staying in the race. He's not dropping out. All the Bernie bros are happy. But they will debate this Sunday evening at a TV studio with no live audience because of the coronavirus, they say. And last week or so, Joe Biden requested that he can sit down at the next debate or all the debates. Well, you know, folks, like I said, this job as president of the United States can be the most powerful job in the world and it could consume your life 24-7 for the next four years. And Joe Biden claims he will only be a four-year, one-term president. And so won't Bernie Sanders because next year, if Bernie were to win, he would be walking into the White House 80 years old. And he recently had a heart attack and he refuses to release his medical information. Here they have demands from President Donald Trump, but when the shoe is on the other foot, Bernie Sanders, who recently had a heart attack, had a couple of stints put into his arteries, will not release his medical information. And neither will Joe Biden. Joe Biden is about 70, going on 78 years old. And he even said that he's an old man. And he needs somebody that is young to be his vice president. So you have to be very careful, folks. If you're either going to vote for Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, you have to look at their choice for vice president. And you have to think. Do I want one of these members of the squad as a vice president? Chances are Bernie could drop dead. And all of a sudden we have one of these members of the squad as the president. Or another scenario is Hillary Rodham Clinton claims that she will be anybody's vice president. Well, you know, folks, everybody knows that if you associate yourself with the Clintons, the chance are pretty good that you're going to be committing suicide down the road. We can all see it. So just imagine either Joe gets into office or Bernie gets into office and Hillary is the vice president. Well, you know, there's going to be people betting on how long it is before you commit suicide, right? Howie Carr, he's probably got a Deadpool going on it already. But whoever the president would be, and if Hillary was the vice president, everybody knows that chances are pretty good, you're going to commit suicide, and Hillary will be the first woman president. And we don't need Bill Clinton back in the Oval Office either. You know, this guy was on TV last week talking about his affair with Monica Lewinsky and other women saying that when he was stressed out in life, 
he would deal with it by like having an affair with some woman or whatever sescapade he was involved with at the time. Can you read that? You know, can you imagine that? I mean, these people, they just can't close their mouths and go away. You know, guy gets away with murder. And he just won't shut up. You see these people that are like serial killers. They get away with murder. They get away with multiple murders. But the psychiatrists say that these people, they want to get caught. And we've seen it over time. You know, they haven't killed anybody in 10 years, but they're sending clues to the police department because they're seeking attention. That's what these people do. They seek attention, regardless of if it's good or bad. They just won't go away until they get caught and they're in handcuffs, which would be a nice thing for some of these people to end up in handcuffs. That's what we're all waiting for. That's why we have the Attorney General William Barr and John Durham investigating everything and anything. We're just waiting for indictments. That is the American dream, folks. Everybody wants to see the swamp get cleared up. But as I was saying, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are going to have a debate this Sunday. And they're going to be sitting down in chairs because they're both old men who are not healthy and they refuse to release their medical records. And they will be sitting down with no audience. And I'm sure they're going to have their trainers on the side that we won't see. And they're going to be coaching them the whole way. Who knows? We might not even know if it's really live or not. They might have the entire debate and then edit it, splice it back together, and then show it to us. As I said, these people have handlers. And this whole thing is set up. So, because of the coronavirus... They're not going to have a live audience-filled debate. Should be very interesting, folks. Very interesting. I'm going to be watching it myself with a big bowl of popcorn. (laughs) God have mercy on whichever one gets to debate President Donald Trump because I tell you, it's going to be no holes bar. And he's going to tear him a new one. And President Trump has a record to stand on for the last three years. He brought a lot of those jobs back to the United States that Obama said were never going to come back. And Obama said that we should just get used to a flat GDP because that's the way it is now. And the last time I checked, the GDP was about 4 plus percent breaking records everywhere you know the stock market folks when President Trump took over 
it was like what about twenty one thousand points on the stock market, and it went up to thirty thousand, breaking records daily. It can only go so high before the stock market readjusts itself about every four years, and that's just what it does, and that's what it's called. It readjusts itself. So when President Trump took over and you bought into the stock market and you held on to certain stocks and you were making money hand over fist, right? Hand over fist in a bull market to just the other day. And then the stock market started crashing. It went from 30,000 back down to about 21,000 where it was a few years ago. Now, if you were smart enough to get out the other day when it started to fall a little bit, you sold off, put your money in the bank. Now you're watching this. It's back down to where it was about three years ago when you started out buying at the beginning of the time when you started making a lot of money. You're right back to where you were, but you got a pocket full of money now. So today, they're reporting that a lot of these temporary hospitals that they opened in China are being closed down. The people are all getting better and they're being released and they're going back home and they're going back to work and things will start being produced again and your stocks will go up in China and then you can see how it follows through later in the day throughout Europe and then over here in the good old USA because it's like a rippling effect. Start out in China, then to Europe, then to USA. They say that 1% of the population controls the wealth. A lot of people play the stock market, folks, now. A lot of people own real estate. A lot of people own metals such as gold and silver. And I believe it's a lot more people nowadays that control the economy. A lot more. But like I said, you've seen these articles where people are getting better from this coronavirus. A lot of times they say it was basically like a cold. They say that 100,000 people around the world had or have the coronavirus. And 4,000 people have died. That's not a pandemic, folks. About 70,000 people last year died from the flu. 4,000 people have died so far from the pandemic coronavirus. Last year, 70,000 died from the flu. Quite a difference. Definitely not a pandemic. I read an article last year on this show. I'm sure you read it yourself. If you're an informed person and you read articles, you watch different sources of the news media, and you make your own common judgment. Use a little common sense, like I always say. Research. I read an article last year that said, the year before or so, 38,000 people died from diesel fumes. 
I can believe that because myself personally, I can't stand the smell of diesel fumes. If I'm driving down the road behind a city bus or something or a truck that's spewing out nasty, stinky diesel fumes, I'll pull over to the side of the road and I'll wait a while and get away from that vehicle. And I believe that 30,000 people died the year before from diesel fumes. Myself personally, I think diesel engines should be banned. But if that's the case and 38,000 people died from diesel fumes and then 4,000 people died from the coronavirus pandemic, you know, maybe it's time to just relax a little bit. Be cautious. Wash your hands a lot like they said. Don't touch your face. Because they say it comes in through your nose and your eyes. So by wearing a mask over your face, it doesn't do any good. Every doctor says that the reason you wear a mask, so if you are sick, regardless of the coronavirus or if you have a cold or the flu, you don't want to be coughing your germs all over everybody. So be considerate and wear a mask. Okay? But the mask isn't going to prevent getting coronavirus or the common cold or the flu we don't have a vaccine for the coronavirus and that's why people are scared I think but even if we have a vaccine like we have the flu shot right everybody that you know gets the flu shot and then they automatically get the flu but they say Well, you know, Louie, I did get the flu, but I would have got it worse if I didn't get the flu shot, right? That's a bunch of malarkey, folks. And I hate to quote Joe Biden, Creepy Joe, because he says malarkey a lot. But that, folks, is a bunch of malarkey. So, the debates are on, and you'll be able to watch it this Sunday night. Don't go to a public place to watch it, like a sports bar. Myself, I wouldn't fear going to one anyhow. Personally, I'm in a retail store all day long, hanging out in there. A lot of people. I'm healthy as a horse, knock on wood. But I think a lot of it is hype. And as I said, people are getting better. I read that report today on NBC.com. You can read it yourself. And people are going back to work. And like I said, the stock market yesterday dropped down a couple thousand points. And today it bounced right back. So like I said, if you would have bought some stock yesterday... And then today, the stock market bounces back a couple thousand points. You would have made some good money today, folks. And you just hang in there because it's going to keep getting better. And it's going to go right back up to 30,000 points. Because we do have consumer confidence. And we do have confidence in the President of the United States. And the playing field has been leveled considerably. People have gotten tax breaks around the board. A lot of people have gotten bonuses at their jobs. 
a lot of people were part-time and they're hired full-time. And a lot of people are on welfare going back to work. And a lot of people have been taken off of food stamps. And we have the lowest unemployment rate in history among anybody. Men, women, black people, Hispanics, Asians. All across the board, the playing field is being leveled out. And that's why President Donald Trump is going to be reelected for another four years. But don't take nothing for granted, folks. Make sure that you get out there and vote. Because we definitely do not want a Democrat in the president's office, and I mean any Democrat, because as I've been talking here on this show recently in weeks, every single Democrat presidential campaign, every one of those candidates for those campaigns, and you pay attention to this very carefully, every one of them, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, all of them, they all have been preaching about climate change. And they've all been saying that there are too many people on the planet. Some say we're pushing 11 billion people on the planet Earth. And they say that we should decrease the population by 2 billion people at least. Some people say half. Some people say there should only be about 2 billion people on the entire planet. So you would have to kill off 9 billion people to satisfy them, to change the climate around. So we don't all die. Now, is that the craziest thing you've ever heard? Some people like AOC and Bernie Sanders and the like, they say we're at a tipping point. And if we don't do something about pollution, climate change is going to kill us all in 12 years. Now, I sound like a lunatic, folks, but I'm just repeating what we have all heard from the Democrats. Nobody can deny that. They've all been saying we have to decrease the population by two people. I mean, two billion people. From approximately 11 billion people down to nine. Or some people say half. Or some people say we need to eliminate nine billion people and have a remaining two billion people on the entire planet in order to save us from all being killed in about 12 years from now due to climate change, right? Well, you know, folks, I think if you kill off 9 billion people, it doesn't matter if you die from climate change or what. You're dead. You pretty much killed off the entire population of planet Earth. People are lunatics. How could anybody with a lick of common sense even consider voting for any of them? For dog catcher, let alone President of the United States of America. Most powerful job in the world. 
So you got to ask yourself, if these people have all been pushing to eliminate 2 billion people, and that is more people than all of the lunatics ahead of them have killed or wanted to kill. You got Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, Napoleon. You take it all the people that they've killed and combine them, you have nowhere close to two billion people. But these Democrats want to kill off at least two billion people to change the environment, to save the planet Earth. I don't know, folks. I could never even begin to look at a Democrat to vote for them for any office. But now that we have the coronavirus so-called pandemic, where 100,000 people have it and 4,000 have died, God bless their souls. Now they're all talking about Trump isn't doing anything fast enough. And what is Trump doing about it? Well, you know, from day one, President Trump has been saying the same thing that I've been saying on the airways for the last 25 years, that anybody that comes into the United States, whether legally or illegally, needs to be vaccinated because they're all coming back across the border, whether it's through refugee programs or whether they're coming across illegally. They're bringing diseases back to the United States that we haven't seen in 50 years or so, like typhoid and tuberculosis, measles, mumps, on and on and on. And now it's this coronavirus. You're like, well, what is President Trump doing about it? Uh, well, he's been trying to secure the borders for like three years now, and the Democrats have been fighting them every step of the way. And you have to ask yourself, if we did have a Democrat in the presidential office, any Democrat, any one of them says, they would immediately drop the borders. And they would allow anybody and everybody to come into the United States of America unvetted, unvaccinated. Can you imagine that right now, folks? If we didn't have any borders and everybody was just flowing into the United States with all of these diseases like typhoid, tuberculosis, measles, mumps, coronavirus. And those are just some of the milder diseases that are out there. There's diseases out there that make that look like a sniffle. And can you imagine if Bernie Sanders was the president of the United States right now, right? And he said he is going to eliminate every single insurance company in the United States. Every single insurance company. You would have no insurance to deal with any of this. But he says he wants everyone to have Medicare for all. Well, you know, folks, if you do a little research, the Medicare for all that he's talking about is not the Medicare that your grandma and grandpa have. Not even close. 
This Medicare for all that he's referring to is more like Obamacare. And Joe Biden said if he's president, he will reinstate the penalty if you don't have Obamacare. Remember the financial penalty that you were slapped with on your back unconstitutionally because you didn't have Obamacare? Joe Biden says he would reinstate that penalty and he would reinstate Obamacare. Obamacare that Nancy Pelosi said no one had read and we have to pass Obamacare to know what's in Obamacare. Remember Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker House, said that? What a raving lunatic to pass Obamacare without even reading it. I don't know, folks. I don't think any of these politicians could pass a psychiatric evaluation because the nuts are running the system. And if you don't believe me, take a look at the mental institution in Waterbury, Vermont here. They closed it down and they converted it to what? Government offices. So the nuts are running the system, folks. Sounds like something out of a Kurt Vonnegut book, doesn't it? They closed down the Waterbury Mental Institution in Vermont and they converted it to government offices. Uh, Yes, that sounds like something out of a Kurt Vonnegut book. (laughs) It's like I say, folks, don't take my word for it. Go research it. Find out for yourself. It's a God's honest truth. So just imagine Bernie's the president. Everybody has this so-called Medicare for all, which is Obamacare in disguise, which sucked really bad. And even if it was the Medicare that your grandma and grandpa does have, that sucks too. Nobody likes Medicare. None of the doctors want to accept Medicare. It doesn't pay for anything. You have to get supplemental insurance to supplement Medicare, which sucks, and nobody wants it. It doesn't pay for nothing. So imagine Bernie's the president. You got this really lousy Medicare for all that nobody wants, and it doesn't pay for nothing. So could you go out and buy some supplementary insurance to supplement the lousy Medicare for all? No, you can't because Bernie eliminated every single insurance company in the United States. So what are you left with? A whole bunch of medical bills hanging over your head. Right? And if you don't pay those medical bills, they will come after you. And they will put liens on your property if you own any. And they will go to where you work and they will garnish your wages meaning they will take payments out of your check every week to pay these medical bills that Medicare for All did not pay, whether you like it or not. That's really one scary world, isn't it, right there, folks? Very scary. So imagine if Bernie's the president and we have this pandemic coronavirus staring us in the face right now. could definitely ruin this country very easily. You got this other joker up there in Canada 
Mr. Trudeau. You know that guy that goes around painting his face black all of time? You know him? Yeah, the guy that should be uh, totally ashamed of himself and resigned from office, or at least the people would have the dignity to remove him from office. Yeah, that guy that goes around painting his face black all the time. The guy that believes in open borders. Well, supposedly, his wife now has the coronavirus. And she's under quarantine. And he should be under quarantine because definitely he has contact with his wife, I would assume, right? But he's talking about closing the borders. Well... Isn't that rather hypocritical of him? You know, one day you believe in open borders, then your wife gets sick, and you want to close the borders? These things don't affect certain people until it affects them, folks. Maybe people ought to start reconsidering these open border policies. It's like I've been saying on airways for about 25 years now. Whether you come here legally or illegally, you should be vaccinated. The uh, Burlington City Council, right here in Vermont, they voted the other night, 11-1, after two hours of debate and public comment from protesters pushing the passage for the revolution of the resolution. That's what I call it. Because what they did was the city adopted the policy in 2017, whereas when the police pick up an illegal immigrant, they are not to contact the ICE agents. They are to have no communication with the ICE agents. The resolution written by Councillor Perry Freeman, progressive of the Central District. Remember her last year? I read articles about how she wanted to take the guns from the Burlington police. Can you imagine that? Going into a drug house to make a bust for drugs or sex trafficking or whatnot. Going into a situation like that with no guns. Yeah, well, this is the same lunatic, folks. This was written by Councillor Perry Freeman, progressive of Central District. Check her out. She seeks to amend the city's fair and impartial policy of policing to make it unlawful for police to share information regarding someone's citizenship status with immigration and custom enforcement. It also seeks to close any loopholes that would allow officers to do so. It says the city adopted the policy in 2017 and since then members of the immigrants' rights groups, migrant justice, have identified language in the policy that they say leaves immigrants vulnerable. Oh, wasn't that too bad, folks? If you're here legally, you got nothing to worry about. And we welcome you with open arms and we want you to assimilate and be a part of this great culture and country of ours because that's what this country's all about living the American dream and being an American it says before the vote came down Burlington Police Interim Chief 
Jennifer Morrison and Deputy Chief John Murad spoke before the council to share their concerns with the resolution. Morrison advised councillors not to pass it because she says it will put the police and Mayor Mira Weinberger in direct violation of federal law. Well, I'm all for that, folks, because I would love to see these dictator politicians being arrested and prosecuted, right? She also said it will open up the police department to a liability exposure for being in violation of the law. Violation of the law, folks, spoken by the chief of police. Now, I posted on the front porch forum that these city councilors are not upholding law as the chief of police pointed out, right? So this woman on front porch porch says, well, you know, Louie, she says, the people voted these city councilors into office and they voted 11 to 1 to represent the crime world and illegal immigrants running around on our streets. And I informed her that just because a bunch of people move into an area and run for political office and take over, thanks to Bernie Sanders who started the Progressive Party over 30 years ago, because of that movement, now these dictators are voting to allow illegal immigrants to run around on our streets and if they smash into your vehicle and they have no license or nothing and no insurance, it's too bad to be you, right? And I don't care what these people on city council say because the chief of police pointed out that they are breaking the federal law and they are not representing the constitution and the people. So I pointed this out on front porch forum and now all these other people are jumping on their voice and their opinion which is the same as mine, right? Something is wrong when the Progressive Party is controlling the City Council of Burlington and they vote 11 to 1. It's going to be like this regardless of what they agree on and vote on, folks. It's always going to be 11 to 1. That's called a dictatorship. And that's just like the House. The day that Donald Trump stepped into office, they could have voted to impeach him the very same day. And they would have got the same results as they did three years later when they voted to impeach him because it was a majority rule vote. Not one single Republican voted to impeach President Trump and three or four of the Democrats actually sided the Republicans. And it's time to wake up and start voting these people out of office, these dictators who think they can create sanctuary cities and states because there is no such thing, folks, as a sanctuary city and state. There are only citizens and non-citizens. And if you're here illegally, you have no rights whatsoever. And I encourage everyone to contact their city councilor the mayor, the police, any official, and tell them that you need the police to do their job. 
and you need the ICE agents to do their jobs. We're going to get going here. We've got about a minute or so. But I just want to leave you with this article about President Trump. He suspends travel between the United States and Europe for 30 days. People are only allowed to come in through uh, the United Kingdom, but those people are all going to be screened and tested for the coronavirus. That's a good thing. People say, well, what has President Trump been doing about this situation? Uh, Well, he's been trying to secure the borders for three years, folks, and the Democrats have been fighting him every step of the way. And if we had secure borders, and if we made people get vaccinated because we don't want these diseases coming back in the United States that we haven't seen in 50 years or so. It's not a complicated thing. It's not out of line. It's not much to ask for. You want to come to the United States, you do it properly, you get all your shots. We'll welcome you with open arms. We're going to get going, folks. And we're going to leave you with a song by Mr. Gary Wright.